Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. God for His mercy, for His goodness, and His kindness, and all that He has done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's a joy and a privilege for us to bring you the Word of God. For those on television, we love you. That's why we bring you this. And whenever you're in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. And thank God so much. I had a blessed week this week. Um, I heard from a, a cousin that I've not heard from in a very long time, over 15 years at the very least. And uh, we started talking, and um, she's actually married to a pastor. And then she said with us, the wonderful church that they passed, it was like, we've gone to heaven and come back. <laughs> to us, pastors are like the stars in Revelation that Jesus references. And then um, I was like, wow, you, you, you ended up at the right place. You got married to a, to, to a man of God. And then also I started sharing um, some of the things that we are doing. And then she was like, wow, I'm sure she's saying, I'm sure, you didn't turn out badly after all. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me all the more grateful. Thank God for in this, this Thanksgiving season. Thank God for my wife, my family. I'm married to a wonderful wife. She's so helpful to me. And I thank God for everyone, the wonderful church family that we have. And not only here, across the nations of the world as well. Amen. I'm so grateful to God. It is all by God's grace and by God's mercy. And in this season, you can, I'm sure you can identify something in your life that you are thankful about. God has been so good to us. Amen. If you are alive, it's a reason to be thankful. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank, thank God for Jesus Christ. And then also, Pastor Prashan, our pastor in India, we are talking with him this week, and then he started sharing some of the testimonies from the Indian Pastors Conference. So these two leaders were in the conference. One of them, I shared with them some of the testimonies from Malawi and Uganda and, and, and even Tanzania. And one of, the, one of the leaders in one of the sessions had this, he said, actually, the second day he brought some of these people. He said, these people are, are, are not feeling well. And this man had a liver issue, similar to the situation in Malawi. The liver was... Uh, just enlarging and he had had surgery and they still couldn't help him and they said look get ready to die and we prayed and by the grace of God he was telling me the man is completely healed to God's glory amen thank you Lord Jesus and it's interesting that the woman in Malawi they had told him to go to told her to go to India and here in somebody's in India has the same issues and the doctor couldn't help him <laughs> but thank God Dr. Jesus could <laughs> bless the doctors but when they have nothing to do Dr. Jesus has something else to do amen so give God the praise and the glory and then there was this, also, this lady also she had kidney stones and the doctors had told her that um, the, 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 the stones are in the middle of your kidneys so we'll have to do surgery to be able to help you and after prayer Pastor, Pastor Prashan was telling me that without surgery, the kidney stones have left the body. Wow, to God's glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We haven't even stepped into India yet, and look at what God is doing. My Lord and my God. So don't miss out. If you are here, uh, you, are, you are the right place. Amen. If you tuned in, you are the right place. 
And I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter what you are faced with, uh, may God come through for you. I said, may God come through for you in Jesus' mighty name. We give him all the praise and the glory. And it ties into what we'll be talking about today. I was just thinking about, look, my, my, my humble life that I yield to the Lord, look at what he's doing and what he's about to do. I give him all the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, let's turn our Bibles. Let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Turn your Bibles with me, if you please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. Now, have you ever thought about, the, about this? Why did Jesus Christ, he was preaching, he was doing God's work, and after a while, all of a sudden, he's like, I got to go. I have to leave this place. I have to go to the cross and die. We preach Christ crucified to the Jews as stumbling block and to the Greek foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God. For the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who perish. Verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Why did Jesus make that sudden stop and decide to go to the cross? Well, I'll try and answer that question today. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us it is the power of God. You see, Christianity came to us and it keeps spreading through sacrifice. And Jesus knew that he had to go through the way of the cross to make some of the things that are available, available to us. Think about it. Jesus didn't go as far as India. But today, if you go to India, there is, in, in Chennai, there is a cathedral in honor of St. Thomas. And Saint, Saint, um, and Thomas, you see, you call him Doubting Thomas. You don't keep calling him Doubting Thomas. <laughs> if you see him in heaven, you call him Doubting Thomas. I'm sure you wouldn't appreciate it. You call him Doubting Thomas. He switched. But think about it, Jesus didn't go as far, he could have gone as far as India. And if you look at India, I mean, India is, is actually India has now surpassed China as the world's largest population. So, and then actually, if you, if you 
if you think about it, 60% of the world's population is in Asia. So if you had 100 people and then you chose 60 people, if you have 60 people, they will be from Asia. But the southern part of India is more, has more Christianized than the north. And St. Thomas went there, and as a result, look at, his, look at the fruit. So why did Jesus not travel all the way that far? And then he just stayed in that, in that region. And then if so, at some point he's like, I got to go, I got to go. I got to go to the cross. I'm going. There's a time of disciples try to stop. He said, no, no, I have to go. Because he knew that he had to lay down his life. And this is a message. You see, if you take this message out of the gospel, I, something, something gets missing. The Bible says, the preaching of the cross. You see, that says the world doesn't understand that. To the Jews, it's a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. Why? I mean, what does, what's, what's the sense in this? Somebody comes, uh, he, he gives up his life, and look, after several thousands of years, so many people are still following him. And Christianity is the only, only, only religion, and I don't call it a religion, it's really a relationship, is the only one that, religion, and I don't call it a religion, it's really a relationship, is the only one that found that died for the people. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> but you see, something is released when we lay down. He says the preaching of the cross is the power. In sacrifice, power is released. And it's the same for our lives. Notice what Jesus said before he left. One of his words before he left in John chapter 12, verse 26. My God. Let's start from verse 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground. We are going to get the key as to how your life can be fruitful and meaningful. He says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Let's read it from the classic Amplified. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The classic Amplified. He says this, because he makes it, he makes it a, a, little bit, a little bit more clearer. When he, it amplifies on it. John chapter 12, verse 24, from the classic Amplified. Notice this. Assurely, I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies... It remains just one grain. It never becomes more but less. By itself alone. But if it dies, it produces many others and yields a rich harvest. Anyone who loves his life loses it. 
but anyone who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. Whoever has no love for, no concern for, no regard for his life here on earth. These are the words of Jesus. They are in red in the King James. But despises it, preserves his life forever and ever. If anyone says me, he must continue to follow me, to cleave steadfastly to me, conforming wholly to my example in living and if need be, in dying and wherever I am, there my servant be also. Will my servant be also? If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. This is the key to life. I'm telling you. <laughs> These are one of the, the words of Jesus before he left. If you really want to start living, there has to be a total surrender of your life to Jesus. <laughs> if you really want to be fruitful in life, this is the key. I'm telling you. <laughs> from experience. From the word of God and from experience. Look at what Jesus did. He laid down his life. For us. And I look at us sitting here wonderfully. Looking good. <laughs> because of what Jesus did. But then after we come into the kingdom of God. So many times. We hold back. Or we want to hold back. But I pray in the name of Jesus that your life will be yielded totally to the Lord. And as it's yielded totally to the Lord, may you bear fruit that leads to eternal life. It's harvest time in the natural. <laughs> My God. You see, sometimes... Um, like even in, in war, sometimes people like with the war going on right now in, in, in the Middle East, uh, see, they know that they, they cannot win with just sometimes, with just, with, 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 with just ground, with just air strikes. So they move in. And some of the people going there know that they are, potentially they can die, but they say, we're going to go. <laughs> this is even in, from the natural standpoint. He said, look, we'll, 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 we'll still go. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But you see, and sometimes, even sometimes people in some other religions, they have an understanding of this. And they are willing to give their life for whatever be they believe in. But sometimes when it comes to us, they say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I, I only go so far. You see, if you think about it, Christianity got down to us because somebody sacrificed. 
how you hear the word of God, some pastor sacrificed, some church member sacrificed. And that's how it keeps spreading. So I pray in the name of Jesus that we will yield our lives to the Lord. One time, let's go, let's, let's go slightly a step further. In 2 Kings, I'll give you the prelude to the story. In 2 Kings chapter 3, uh, there was a war going on. And three kings had come against the king of Israel. So he went to take the king of Judah to help him out. And in the middle of the battle, they went to the prophet and said, Prophet, you tell us what's going to happen. And the prophet said, look, you will neither see rain or water, but you will end up winning this battle. God is going to take over your battle. And just, just as this is a sign, I don't know what you are faced with, but Jesus knows. Whatever you are going through, if you put your trust and your confidence in God, in the name of Jesus, God will take over your battle. So he said, the, the, the prophet said to them, look, God is going to, if you summarize it, he says, look, uh, God is going to take over this battle. And you see that, neither see nor need rain or water, but God is going to take this over. And so the, the way it happened is they saw the water, the Moabites saw the water as blood. And after they did that, the children of Israel attacked them. But let's read this few verses in verse 26. Follow this closely. 2 Kings 3.26. It says, And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too fierce for him, he took with him 700 men who drew swords to break through to the king of Edom. But they could not. The battle is really against him. It takes 700 men to fight, but they could not. Verse 27, what did he do? Then he took his elder son, who would have reigned in his place, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. So they departed from him and returned to their own land. When the thing was getting difficult, he took his son who would have reigned in his place and sacrificed his son. <laughs> and after that, the children of Israel departed from him. Sacrifice. Great power is released through sacrifice. Think about it. This is like a type of, of what God did. He has only one son. He's the one that is going to, 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 to um, inherit him or succeed him. And when it got serious, he offered him as a burnt offering over the wall. And then after that, the people left. <laughs> Think about that. Great power is released 
when we yield our lives to the Lord. The preaching of the cross is foolishness. It doesn't make sense to the world. I see, like this king here, when things got difficult, God released his son. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You see, to really be a disciple of Jesus, to really follow Jesus, we must get to the place where we say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. That's the prayer Jesus prayed in the garden. He realized that, and you see, sometimes, let's answer that question. Why did he not want to go to the cross when he came down to it? He knew that, when he, remember the story uh, and, and that, that, that happened in the life of Moses, when the people were being bitten by snakes because they had disobeyed. And then Moses led up, God told him to put up a serpent, and when he did, the plague stopped. That's a type of Christ on the cross. Because he knew that when he goes to the cross, he has to partake of the nature of the enemy. And he looked at that and he's like, nah, 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 is that another way we can do this? Because when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says that he made him to be sin for us. Let's read, let's read it because sometimes when I quote it, uh, you might miss it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Verse 21. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So Jesus did not commit any sin. He was sinless while he lived. But on the cross, very important, he was made sin. And that's what he didn't want to become. He partook of the sin nature to be sin for us. He paid that penalty on the cross. He was made sin for us that you and I. You see, that's might become the righteousness of God. Oh, what love, my God. <laughs> so when, he, when he's looking ahead and he's like, look, I have to go to the Christ. The, the, the physical thing was not the issue. No, no, no. I mean, if that was the issue, then I can just say, okay, put me on the pole, whip me with lashes, let me die, and then people can be saved. No, no, no. That's not what did it. He made him to be sin for us. Isaiah looking ahead says, he put on him the iniquity of us all. All of us, the whole human race was identified with Jesus Christ on the cross. Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You and I were supposed to have been on the cross because of what Adam had done. 
us. He laid our sins on him. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. So Jesus is in the garden and he says, oh God, is there any other way? And it's like, no, 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 no. There is no other way to do this. Because Abraham, he attested with Abraham, my covenant friend, when I asked him to give his only son, he was, he was willing to do it. The deal has already been sealed. Three times, a man was praying. A God-man was praying. And his sweat became like drops of blood. And then finally, he yielded his will and said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. And that's a prayer all of us have to pray. All the time, if you are going to make it, <laughs> oh, you get to the place and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Lord, every day of my life, I surrender my life to you. Lord, take my life in the name of Jesus. Lord, my life is laid on the altar. That's when you start being fruitful. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he prayed. Because, you see, naturally, we want, we want to go our own way, starting with Adam and Eve. We want to do things our own way. We want to go our own way. Sometimes we say, God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Or this area of my life, no, no, don't, don't touch it. But I pray we get to that place. We're like Jesus. We say, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Every day. You see, when you do that, when you give your life like that, it, it's easy to give your talent, your time, your money, your treasure, anything. It, it, it's, it's very easy. When your life is totally yielded to the Lord. Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Let's look at another scripture. Luke 14 verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. You want to be a disciple of Jesus? Who wants to be a disciple of Jesus? Amen. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Luke chapter 14. Don't read it carefully. Let's read it again from the Amplified. Because sometimes when we see the word hate, our, our minds go in a certain direction. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, and likewise his wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, and even his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. 
whoever does not persevere and carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. It's very clear. <laughs> it cannot. In other words, God is first in that person's life. It's because sometimes someone will wonder, why do you do all these things in, uh, in all, some of these nations? You see, this is the kind of preaching that caused somebody, that will cause somebody to leave their comfort. And when the church was operating that way, see, every part of, part of the world, there are missionaries. Missionaries came. Sometimes they left Switzerland. Sometimes they left America. Sometimes they left England. Knowing sometimes that it was a, to Africa and some parts of the world, knowing that it was a journey of no return. But they said, no. We're going to go. We're going to do this. William uh, Carey ended up in India. And look at some of the fruits that have come in some other parts of the world. This kind of preaching, the preaching of the cross. <laughs> but you can start right, right where you are. And every day of your life, say, Lord, my life is, it doesn't matter who you are. You can start anywhere. You can be a nurse, you can be a doctor, you can be a business person, school teacher. You always have somebody around you that you are influencing. And you say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my life is yielded to you. I totally surrender my life. To you. It's, it's actually, you can receive that power. Jesus made a statement. Let's, let's go a step further. Jesus made a statement in John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Mark these verses. <laughs> these are the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus always win. If you're having an argu uh, argument in your head <laughs> about what you should do, and you see the words of Jesus, that's it. The words of Jesus win in all circumstances. These are his words. I'm just quoting his words. Thank you, Jesus. He says in John chapter 10, verse 18, no one, let's start from verse 17. He says, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me. But I lay down of myself. I have power to lay down and I have power to take it again. It takes power to do that. This command I have received from my father. My father loves me. Because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me. It's no one is forcing him to do it. I myself 
I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it back again. It takes power to do that. That's why you and I are here. I'm conscious of the fact that I'm probably, you can trace it all, that's why I'm here. Trace it all the way back to some missionary. They chose to lay down their lives. But every day of your life, you can make a choice and a decision. And say, Lord, my life is in your hands. Not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes we struggle in other areas because this has not happened. When you do this, it's easy to give off your talent, your time, your treasure, your money. It's, it's easy because you are giving your whole life has been given to the Lord. <laughs> That's the kind of power these people walked in. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Talking about power to lay down, power to take it back again. <laughs> From verse 1, he says, 2 Corinthians 8. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed to you on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, the New King James says ability. The classic King James says power. For to their power I bear record, and yet, and yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. They received power beyond the natural to be able to do this. These were poor people. And they are taking an offering for those who are experiencing farming in another place. It says, verse 4, praying us with much entreaty that we will receive the gift. And take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. And this they did, not as we hope, but first they give their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. This is the secret. <laughs> they give themselves, their whole life is in the offering, offering, offering basket or whatever they are using to get the offering. <laughs> They've the power to lay down their whole life. They first give themselves to the Lord. That's the greatest form of giving. Your life is given to the Lord. After that, cents and dimes or thousands of dollars, doesn't, that, it doesn't make any difference. This they did first. They give their own selves to the Lord. They receive power. Beyond their own power. They were willing of themselves. My Lord and my God. My life is in your hands. Because someone will say, these are poor people. Though. Why do you take from poor people? You're going to give them poor. No, 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 no. <laughs> because after he says that, verse 7, he says, Therefore, as you are bound in everything, in faith, you have to abound in faith, 
in utterance, you have to abide in utterance, and knowledge, and in your diligence, in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you are bound in this grace also. So it's a grace. For you know, verse 9, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, again, on the cross, that you through his poverty might be rich. It's a grace. He says, receive this grace also. It's another grace. We call it the giving grace. Your whole life is given to the Lord. Then after that, giving of 10% or whatever, or giving of money to the poor, to missions, it, it, that is, it is easy because they say they first give themselves to the Lord. They are totally surrounded to the Lord. Oh, I pray. <laughs> I'm giving you a secret this morning. <laughs> that your life is totally, your, your, my whole life is in the offering basket. <laughs> it's totally yielded to the Lord. I <laughs> Lord and my God. I'm giving you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They first give themselves. They first surrender to the Lord. They first yielded their lives to the Lord. Key issue. You you don't start living till this happens, I tell you. <laughs> And you see, when you do that also, it affects. You see, your life is now a seed. You see, except, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. And if anyone gives his life to the Lord, if anyone serves me, now he compares that to service. My Father will honor him. And when you do that, you see, it not only affects you, it affects people after you. You see, Jesus is called the seed of David. The seed of Abraham. And as his life was planted, now he's eating a mighty harvest. When you do that, notice what the Bible says in Psalm 22. Psalm 22, again I'll read it from the, from the classic King James. Psalm 22, verse 30, he says that, look at this. Mark these verses please. Don't let them get away from you. If you leave and somebody asks you, what did the pastor say today? What was the preaching about? <laughs> Don't scratch your head. Tell them that this is what it was about. <laughs> Mark this verse. Psalm 22 verse 30. He says, A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. Seed. So now seed, service. Shall serve him. It shall be accounted for a generation. You see, you see, God is still, the things that, that, that we do, they, they, are, they are written down for God. He says, a seed will serve him. One time, um, Reverend Kenneth Hagin, one of the children, um, was, was give, uh, his child was given birth, and they were having difficulty, and he was praying. And God said, look, you yielded your life to me. And because of what you've done, I'm going to spare, spare this child. A seed shall serve him. It shall be counted 
for a generation. A seed shall serve him, it shall be counted for a generation. It affects the people that come after. And I'll, uh -huh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He says, saying that, look, the things that we, we, we do for God, it's written before God as a form of remembrance. This is a season we remember God's goodness, God's kindness, what God has done for us, what God has done for us. But the things that we do here, God has a book. And it's all been written down. And I pray that when God looks in his book, he remember you in this season. Malachi chapter 3, verse, 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 oh my God, verse 16. Malachi 3, verse 16, from the classic in James. He says, Then they that fear the Lord spoke one to another, and the Lord had it. Hacking and had it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought upon his name. A book of remembrance. Verse 17, it says, And they shall be mine, says the Lord, of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him. Then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serves God and him that serves him not. A book of remembrance. A book of remembrance was written before him, for them that feared him, and that thought upon his name. Somebody said, Pastor, please don't let God open my book right now. <laughs> oh, but from today, you can begin to feel that book of remembrance through your service to God. To God. Your book will be loaded with good stuff. I said your book will be loaded with good stuff. Your book will be loaded with good stuff. A book of remembrance was written before him. It's all there. So look at the effect. When you serve the Lord, sometimes when you think of names, you can start mentioning some names that you think of. You can think of people that have come and served and now they are gone. You can be in that less. That's the mindset that Jesus had. That's why he said, no, 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 I got to go. <laughs> I have to be out of here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A seed shall serve him. It shall be counted for a generation. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Let this mind be in you. So he's, he's, he's telling us. Which was also in Christ Jesus. 
Let us have the same mindset that Jesus Christ had. What did he have? Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of man. Oh my God. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. What happened when he did that? What happens when you do that? When you yield your life completely to the Lord. Sometimes we say the way up is down. He uh, says, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven. Of those on earth and of those under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. <laughs> he has a name that is recognized in all three worlds. Heaven, earth, and under. That name is mentioned. <laughs> oh, every knee bows. All three places. But you see, you could have said, oh no, I'm, I'm created. I'm the son of God, the incarnate son of God. Uh, this is not considered equality with God. He was in the form of God. He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Made himself of no reputation. Taking the, bond, the, the form of a bond servant and coming the likeness of man. Came just like you and I. He ate, he slept, he got tired sometimes, weary, rested. But he became obedient. 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 Obedient to death. Even the death of the cross. And now, God has highly exalted him. Oh, I pray that we will not hold back. I pray that throughout our lives, we yield our lives to the Lord. The one who loves the Lord is the one, it's easy. Become, the one who obeys and keeps his words. John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. See, and we will come to him and make our home. With him, if anyone loves me, he will keep 
my words. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Oh, ponder on these words this morning. <laughs> these are the words of Jesus. Mark these verses. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If Jesus says he loves the Father, and when he comes to the cross, and he decides not to go, he doesn't love the Father. He doesn't love us. I mean, <laughs> he came to the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. And Jesus Christ comes, and when he comes, that comes to the point of the cross where he has to be obedient and yield, he, if he doesn't yield, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not true love. And it's the same for us. It's no different. So and so does Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, really, Jesus, but not you. <laughs> Now, we are his followers, aren't we? John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You see, it's just continuing the thought from chapter 14. Greater love. Has no one than to lay down his life. This is the power of Christianity. <laughs> the power of the cross. The power of surrender. When you say, look, my life is not just about me and my family. But Lord, my life is yielded into your hands. And in the service of others. You are my friends. Who wants to be a friend of Jesus? Amen. Everybody wants to be a friend of Jesus. <laughs> he tells you the key. You love me, you keep my words. You are my friends, you do whatever I tell you. Because so many times, sometimes we are trying to find the solution to some of the issues that we face, but it, it has to start here. And he's willing to help us. That's the blessing. That's the blessing of it. He sent the Holy Spirit to help us. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You lay down your life for the Lord and for others. Take up your cross every day. So it doesn't mean take up your cross. It means your, your lifestyle of giving. Because sometimes the flesh doesn't want to do it. We want to go in a certain direction. No, 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 I don't, I don't want to do that. Oh, but that prayer, not my will, but your will be done. And sooner or later, you start having testimonies like that. Someone will say, oh, I was in need, you helped me. Someone will say, oh, you, you, you shared Jesus Christ with me. When I came into contact with you, my life has been changed. My life has been different. Because sometimes you just, you just went out of your way. You can start with, 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 with small sacrifices. And then you graduate. You keep going. But, but your whole life is, is, like I said, it's already done on the altar. Yield that to the Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Like Paul, I mean, and others in the Bible. I mean, you can count so many people. Your life becomes valuable. You become a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. Let's, let's wrap up with this lady. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Look at what she did. Acts 9.36. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Leda was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they, had, they brought him to the upper room. Notice this. And all the widows stood by him weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. But Peter put them all out. He did like Jesus and knelt down and prayed and turned to the body and said, Peter, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand, lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. And when Peter came, look. He says, while she was with us, look. Showing the tunics, the garments, which she had, she had made. Look at how useful she was to us. We need her down here. We can't let her die. Full of good works <laughs> while she was with us. So while you are here, while you are here, while you are here, may you be a value-added member of the body of Christ. <laughs> Oh my God. Dr. Peter, arise! And she opened her eyes. And she came back. May you not be spiritually bankrupt in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> A book of remembrance was written for them that fear the Lord. It's all going, it's all written now. Full of good works. Just like Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. He said that his, your, your, your arms and your prayers have come up for a memorial before God. Now angels have been released on your behalf. May you not be spiritually bankrupt in Jesus' name. Full of good works and charitable deeds, which he did. She did. You are my friend. If you do what I command you, greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friend. You can pray for somebody. You can lay down your life in prayer. There are so many ways you can lay down your life. But I pray we make that decision and say, Lord, oh, my life is in your hands. This morning I've talked to you from the heart. That's the best form of preaching. <laughs> Give you the secret, the key to life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. 
The word of God is good, isn't it? You really can sit, we sit here for a long time. Because it's the good word of God. Those that have tasted the good word of God. That's when you start, I tell you. It affects you, it affects people that your generation. A seed won't save him. It will be counted for a generation. A seed will save him. It's counted for a generation. Tabita, arise. May you be a useful member in the kingdom of God. A value-added member of the kingdom of God. And when you do that, now your life starts to multiply. Multiply, multiply, multiply. It begins to impact others. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My God, thank you for your word. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.